Welcome, Mavs Nation, to Mavscast, Sports Ethos Dallas Mavericks Podcast. This is your host again, Hov Kasayan, on Twitter at H-O-V-O-K-Y-O-S. Also, make sure you're following the show Twitter at Ethos Mavericks. And I'm coming on another off day for the Mavericks during the preseason, as there's a week between the second and third, which is the last preseason game for the Mavs. Uh, coming up on Friday. I'm recording this on Wednesday, the 12th, uh, after a day of practice where Mark Cuban showed up. Uh, we got some quotes, we got some sound bites from the owner, the GM, as well as some of the players that we'll talk through. But sort of the biggest thing that happened today was roster cuts as well as signings so dive a little bit into that as well as some more roster questions in terms of who's starting and who's not uh so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna start with that there were reports over the weekend or maybe misinterpretations of what coach kid had said about the starting lineup after the last preseason game, uh, which was on Friday. Um, Over the weekend, reports started to flow in about Spencer Dinwiddie's not starting anymore. Uh, I think what had happened was there was a misinterpretation of what um, Coach Kidd had said. And basically, he wanted to, number one, play Spencer heavily with a bench unit, which... We sort of all expected uh, with the loss of Jalen Brunson, you know, no other uh, point guard sort of, you know, third ball handler that we talk about basically every episode in here. And everyone talks about this offseason about the Mavs with, you know, Jalen Brunson leaving and no player of that caliber uh, replacing him. Of course, Spencer is going to play a ton with the bench unit because Luca's going to have to rest, come off the court. And why wouldn't you stagger their minutes and put uh, Spencer with him, right? Now, it seemed like Jason Kidd wants to actually have some games where Spencer actually comes off the bench to start the game. Uh, I don't think it was clear uh, to a lot of people that he was just talking about occasionally. So what happened, uh, I think it was yesterday, uh Coach Kidd basically clarified that, hold on, this is this starting lineup, who's starting and who's doing that, like that's going to change throughout the season. Don't get too hung up on that. Which also, you know, echoes for other players that we had been worrying about, uh, you know, most, you know, most of which is Christian Wood, right? This whole... Is he going to be a six-man and everything? Now, to be a six-man of the year, you need to play half of your team's games, right? So I think that's definitely still very achievable for Christian Wood, even if he, you know, comes off the bench, uh, you know, 60% of the time as opposed to 100, which... You know, we talked about it doesn't really matter who starts and who doesn't in terms of production. But in terms of game planning, um, the Mavs are flexible enough for Jason Kidd to play around with that. And also things that, you know, 
that need to be figured out for this team uh, before the playoffs so that the team is hitting the ground running in their playoff matchups um, by that time comes. So there's a whole season to, to experiment with it with all the stability that this team has in a lot of the key areas. There are, of course, a couple areas of big change. Um, so, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with all that discussion that's going on there. It's just something I wanted to comment on because, you know, there, there are people freaking out about it. It is actually reported uh, on Twitter uh, by a source and didn't have like a direct quote or anything or an article or a soundbite or a video clip or anything like that. Um, so, you know, I asked for it. I actually didn't get one. And then, you know, the next day I basically figured out okay, Jason Kidd is sort of clarifying what he meant by that. So uh, nothing to panic about over there. Um, now on to some roster and contract news. Uh, Josh Green, fourth-year team option, was picked up by the Mavs. Um, a year earlier, I believe. I actually don't uh, quite understand... Um, you know, the mechanics of that, uh, I don't believe the Mavs had to do anything like that. Uh, typically you have to, you know, pick up those options before, uh, the last season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but maybe the Mavs just like Josh Green that much now that they're just saying like, okay, we're, we're, we're going to do this already. Um, again, maybe I, maybe I should educate myself more on, uh, on whether there is another, another reason for that. But it just builds up even more to the to the Josh Green hype. Um, honestly, I've been getting hyped up myself about it too. Uh, this past week, uh, you know, week plus uh, from what we've seen in the scrimmages leading into the preseason games. So uh, very excited to see him in the last preseason game, which he should get a lot of run. And then obviously after that, uh, excited to see, you know, what the regular season holds uh, for this guy. He definitely seems very, very highly motivated after you know the, the you know the playoff performance essentially um okay more roster stuff roster cuts are due on monday's deadline the eve of the nba season teams have to cut down to 15 rostered players you're allowed to have two more two-way contracts but that's it you're allowed to hold more than those 15 players throughout the offseason as long as you make those cuts by the eve of the regular season so the Mavs made a bunch of cuts today four players in fact um, those four players are DJ Stewart Jr. shooting guard Tyler Hall shooting guard Kaye, a big, um, who got some run in the preseason, and Marcus Bingham Jr., the other big, um, who I actually commented on that I that I liked watching defensively. I thought he was our, the second best player on the team that the Mavs uh, brought over to the summer league after Jaden Hardy, of course. Um, you know, skilled, promising player, but ultimately there isn't really room for for him on this team, especially, uh, you know, since the Mavs haven't moved Dwight Powell. So, uh, 
the team has sort of has enough bigs and combined with the fact that he's not quite ready to uh to play you know any sort of meaningful minutes for the Mavs um definitely an understandable move uh, but that was sort of the biggest name that was waived today in my opinion so where that leaves the Mavs in terms of roster spots so now the Mavs have 16 players technically on the roster uh, at the time when they made these moves, they have a two-way contract in uh, Tyler Dorsey, and then they have McKinley Wright, the point guard who I commented on. Um, you know, very very good ball handling and distributing in the preseason against third stringers. But regardless, he looked he looked pretty good in the preseason. He's on an Exhibit Ten contract, and what that is, that's basically a training camp. Uh, one-year training camp contract that uh, you can sign a player for uh, during this point of the preseason. But when the season starts, you can convert him either to a two-way contract, full contract, or you have to get rid of him. So he could potentially, you know, maybe what the Mavs are thinking, what Nico Harrison's thinking, is uh, McKinley Wright might be that second two-way player at the time that the season comes and that leaves the team with three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Fourteen, because those fifteen with McKinley Wright's contract, sixteen with Tyler Dorsey, but that doesn't count towards the fifteen limit. Tyler Dorsey's contract doesn't, and McKinley Wright's contract wouldn't if they you know turn, you know pick his contract up as a two way. So you got fourteen players under full-time contracts so what did the Mavs do today in addition to those cuts they signed who had been rumored for the past couple days probably a lot bigger hype around a potential signing than even any normal player but certainly for a player of this caliber is Faku Campazzo the former Denver Nuggets point guard who, you know, from Argentina, played in Eurobasket with Luca. Actually, won a championship Euroleague um, championship with Luca at Real Madrid. Uh, flashy passer, small point guard, pretty active, feisty. You know, playing the passing lanes, picking pockets, grabbing steals sort of player on defense however very small got picked on a lot in the post um at times at probably many times a defensive liability but some you know somewhat makes up for it compared to you know some of these all-star point guards who give a lot less effort than him uh, on defense so as a backup point guard not so much more than you can expect from him but Great flashy passer, initiates fast breaks, uh, finds the open man, makes things look interesting. He's a good regular season depth move. This is the sort of regular season depth move that I had been, um, you know, wanting the Mavs to get. Uh, he doesn't create his own shot. He could knock down some threes. He's not a good scorer by any stretch of the imagination, but... He's an experienced NBA player. He 
stayed on the free agent market for this long uh, for a reason. But I still like the move. As a backup guy, it's a long season. We've been talking about, you know, not wearing down the Mavs star players, the star player, right? Um, I think this could this could go a ways for that. Now, this is actually one of the players that um, during my uh, summer league program, uh, when we did the mock uh, trade deadline stuff, uh, you know, we identified Mavs had a gaping hole at point guard, especially since we had traded Josh Green away before he was playing like this, obviously. Um, we traded Josh Green away as well as Frank, so we had an even bigger hole at, at, at backup guard. Um, I was looking at number one, Dennis Schroeder to sign, uh, you know, in reality, the Lakers jumped on it, but, uh, of course, you know, Mavs fans were calling for it, especially after seeing how he was playing for Germany, especially after seeing how he was playing for Germany against, um, Luca and team, but just, just like what happened in, in the real world, Dennis Schroeder, uh, got signed in that exercise. So I said, the other plan was was Faku for us to pick up. Not too much out there in terms of ball handling on the free agent market. Um, so I think based on who is still left, this was a success, right? So if they can't get Dragic's buddy, you know, we all know what happened with 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 uh, with Dragic. You know, Doncic's buddy. Let's get another buddy from from Real Madrid days. So. I like the signing. It's not really going to solve any gaping holes there, but as a depth move, as, as, as injury insurance or, you know, rest insurance, if you will, um, pretty good. Uh, with this move, I believe that puts them at 15 full-time contracts plus um, the exhibit 10 contract for McKinley Wright, the, the fourth. Uh, and then Tyler Dorsey on the two-way. So they still need to decide about what they're doing with McKinley Wright. If they do sign him for the two-way contract, Mavs roster is set. Um, there was another player that there was a lot of buzz around, Tyler Dorsey, getting rid of him. Um, you know, after his preseason, I could agree with that. Uh, I'm still interested to see what what Dorsey could do in this league. Um, doesn't look like it would be for for the Mavs at any point in, in this season, really, in terms of, um, you know, being on this team and getting any sort of minutes. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm still hopeful for that, for that player. Uh, some of the other news going out. Actually, there was a soundbite. There was a funny soundbite from Davis Bertans. They asked Bertans, you know, how he's been planning on improving his game uh, this offseason. And, you know, the first thing he says is, my game is my game. And he's sort of, you know, you know, you know, that's the sort of answer he's giving. It's like, you know what my game is. Come on, like, don't let me say it, right? I was like, oh, what can I improve on? And it's like, my three-point percentage, I guess. <laughs> so, like... He know, he knows what his role is, um, and that's good. He's a specialist. He'll get minutes uh, in the playoffs as a specialist. There, 
the Mavs are super deep if we're not you know if we're not projecting any injuries come playoff time his role is going to be that you know the the 10th man that you know if one or two people are not in the rotation against certain teams right if Dwight is not in the rotation against smaller teams you know maybe a team like Golden State and you need more shooting uh, maybe you have Bertans crack your eight or nine man rotation there so he knows what it is he'll he'll generate some offense for the Mavs in the regular season at least um, but that was just a funny clip here so uh, Mark Cuban uh, had a few things to say uh, he is planning for a Real Madrid uh, preseason sort of showdown exhibition game uh, next year in the preseason so that would basically be a Luka Knight with basically his old team and his current team. Um, Mark Cuban said the date for Dirk's statue unveiling is coming soon. Um, they did show like a small model and it's Dirk doing his patented fadeaway, but <laughs> Twitter sort of blowing up over the aspect of it above Dirk's body which is the ball that he's shooting is sort of in motion and there's multiple balls and they're linked of course because it's a statue so they have to link it it's not suspended in midair uh it does look pretty odd now people are going going a step further with their jokes on twitter um kind of don't want to talk about it here except i will say if you are following the chess cheating scandal surrounding Magnus Carlsen's recent opponent and some of those allegations over there, um, then you sort of catch what I'm talking about. So when you get the chance, uh, take a look at that um, that mini statue that was uh, uh, that was supposed to go out. Uh, so yeah, other 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 Mavs news includes the jerseys the new jerseys were revealed the statement edition and the city edition the statement edition is a very dark blue uh it looks black in a lot of the images that came out you know some of them weren't images of the actual jerseys but just uh, you know images that you would see when you're checking it out in an online store um and it looks really black um i checked those out I don't like them too much, but the city jerseys, the city jerseys have this sort of, um, semi pro the movie, um, you know, that sort of ABA sixties, seventies sort of design with the font and everything. It looks really nice. Actually. I, I might, I might th- think of grabbing like a Doncic Jersey, um, in that when it, when it does get released. But um, Luca's shoes, Luca's shoes are really taking Twitter by storm, uh, particularly the different colorways that are being revealed. So uh, they revealed Florida Gators colorway with the royal blue and the and the orange, and people assumed that was uh, you know a specific gift from Luca to to Doe. Um, but no, it was just for for Florida as a whole it's just a colorway that comes out 
um, as well as North Carolina colorway that comes out and there's just a lot of different colorways uh, popping up um, if you're interested in any of that a good follow is Luca Don Kicks that's Luca Don Kicks on Twitter check that out and then saw an interesting stat today uh, tweeted out by Swoops which is uh, sort of that game that I play where where uh, you build lineups um, against a predetermined lineup under a budget but they tweeted out a lot of interesting stats and this latest one is the top five players whose threes are quote mostly open and then the corresponding three-point percentage on those shots in 21 22 so these are top five players whose threes are quote mostly open number one you have royce o'neill at 40.4 percent west matthews at 38.6 percent but rounding out the top five are three mavericks in maxi kleba reggie bullock and dorian finney smith at 35.7 39.9 and 41.1 percent and then caption below it is the Luca effect. So yeah, I mean if if that doesn't excite you, Mavs are returning all three of those guys. All three of those guys are incredible perimeter defenders. So basically it's like you're you're giving some of the best three and D players in the league wide open threes because of what Luca does uh, and the ways that he can find them after penetrating to the basket and, and uh, demanding attention. There's also a lot of off-ball gravity metrics that are shared about Luka from you know these guys as well as uh, NBA University and, and uh, B-Ball Index and, and a lot of other good um, outlets. But all of that combined is just the Mavs have such a great build, uh, great core build, if you just look at the returning players on the Mavs and then just adding on Christian Wood to that, JaVale McGee to that, I think is uh, is a really, really exciting. So looking at the next preseason game against the Jazz, uh, obviously not a very competitive team to Jazz. Um, this game is going to be on Friday. It's going to be the third and final preseason game. Uh, for the Mavericks, they're traveling up to Utah uh, for a road game. Uh, let's take a look at who the Jazz have been playing. Uh, I have seen quite a bit of highlights of Colin Sexton as well as Laurie Markinen, uh in preparation for my fantasy drafts. I actually didn't end up with, with either of them. They're looking like they're going to be very high usage this year. Laurie's actually looking pretty good. Uh He's continuing some good play from Eurobasket, which I don't put too much emphasis on, but I think he's going to have a good year for the Jazz, but this team doesn't really look scary at all. Um, you know, even even just for this preseason game where, you know, the Mavs players are going to, you know, Mavs stars are going to play uh, limited minutes. Jared Butler is one of the players to watch and actually... Uh, for those of you who remember in the summer league, there was um, some good back and forth between Jaden Hardy and Jared Butler. There were actually two of my scouting assignments 
and I got to see them in in one single game together. So that was fun to watch, even though Hardy had a rough game that game, and really it was Taco Fall who sort of took over that game and turned it into a lopsided affair. Of course, it didn't help with with Hardy going in to challenge Taco time after time again, um, after frankly being embarrassed by that. But hey, Hardy's Hardy's probably a changed man by now, so. Uh, we'll see. I'm, Taco Falls is not there anymore, anyway. But um, Walker Kessler is. He's looking like he's going to be a good, promising big, uh, good shot blocker, good finisher. Um, but that's pretty much about it. To have Colin Sexton on that team, that's pretty much about it um, on this Jazz team. So I'm mostly just going to be watching the Mavs this game. I'm going to be watching Mavs on offense, Mavs on defense. Not not terribly too much to, to watch for on the Jazz side. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll come back with another episode after that preseason game. And then looking forward to the Mavs first regular season game next week after that. So uh, everyone have a good... Uh, good thursday and probably friday i probably won't have an episode out until saturday morning but talk to everyone later